Welcome to the Voice Hacks Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Z. On the Voice Hacks Podcast, I'll be talking to some of rock and metal's best singers, coaches, and experts about what goes into the mysterious and amazing sounds we make with our voices. If you like this podcast, please help spread the word by sharing it with your friends, post our episodes on your Facebook and Instagram, and tag me and my guests. I'm at Metal Mary Z on Instagram. Don't forget to leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, follow me on YouTube at Voice Hacks by Mary Z. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Voice Hacks podcast. It's, of course, me, Mary Z, but I'm extremely incredibly stoked to have our legendary vocalist guest on today and we're going to welcome leather leone to the podcast today how are you doing leather i am doing wonderful thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me it's really important my new music means a lot to me so thank you it's excellent by the way well i've only been able to preview the lyric video so far right i'm blown away really your vocals oh yeah they're outstanding they're they're absolutely outstanding I wanted to start there in the new stuff. I wanted to kind of work new and then we'll go back in time if because there are certain things about your career that are incredible and that we want to kind of talk touch on if we can, if we have time. But I think the new stuff is incredible. So let's talk about the album, Leather, coming out what day? Uh, 11.25. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SPV Steamhammer. Is this your first release with that label? Yes, it's actually, which is hysterical because I talk to so many young people at this point in my life where I actually have a record deal. You know, I mean... Awesome! Amazing! Keep going, motherfuckers. That's all I say. Um, I shouldn't say that. Chastain had his own label. But yes, this is the first time that I've worked with SPV Steamhammer. I do know Ali. We've talked a lot, I think, through the past... I think I've submitted music to him in the past, but this one, he he jumped on this immediately. He got in touch with me three days after I sent it to him. So this is a big deal for both of us. I was really stoked to see that because I feel like the style of music you do is particularly interesting to Europeans. In America, it's been tough with this type of like melodic metal, power metal. I feel like overseas, it's been a different story, you know, and it's going to be such a great audience, a great label to push you in that scene. It's really huge right now. Yeah. And I don't know why, you know, I've never really done. No, I shouldn't say that. When I was with Chastain, of course, we're obviously well here. But since when I try to do things on my own, it's really not that welcoming. But over in Europe, even South America, where I hang out a lot, it's like, it's just a different vibe. I'm not quite sure why, maybe because they're an older, deeper country than us. You know, we're little babies here. I don't know, but they're so into metal down there. Oh, yeah. And it blows my mind. I mean, there are girls that come to my shows that are 20 years old. They have the blonde streak like me, the spandex, the bullet belt. I mean, it, it is a sincere way of life for them. So I'm not quite sure what it is about those countries, but, you know, that's where I hang. That's where I hang out, yeah. South America. Yeah, I've seen some footage from the shows down there that you've done. It's 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 amazing. They're amazing fans. Now, I've read that you were working with a band based out of Brazil. Is that correct? Were they on this album, or is that... My touring band. I should clear that up. I, get a, I had a touring band, and my touring band was more of uh, the band that did Leather 2, I have since moved on, you know, COVID hit, everything changed. My team dispersed. I was kind of all alone in the spider web as I thought going, Fuck. and my guitar player that I had worked with 
unto and toured with him a bit, Vinny Tex, him and I just said, hey, let's let's just write a freaking record. The beauty of Vinny Tex is he's Brazilian, Brazilian, but he knew nothing about me. He knew nothing about Chastain, nothing. So it was really, wow. it was beautiful. I mean, of course, when he met me, he introduced himself to it, but it was not this preconceived idea, which has always been kind of weird for me. Um, so him and I wrote this record. We did everything from start to finish, which is brand new for me. Um, so Vinny Tex and I are the band. When I tour, I'm sure that I'll get in touch with those people, but I'm the band. <laughs> Yeah, you are. You're the band. It's great. When you decided to start writing this album, was there any particular motivation for it? Did you write this during the pandemic? Yes. And that was the ulterior, the motive. The motive for me was, look, I'm basically, I hate to say it, but I'm basically a lazy person. So in my career, and I say that loosely, I have always figured everyone in the team at that time had my best interests in hand. You know what? Stick your nose in it, get to know it, not true. Um, so again, I had a whole team that dispersed 2019. A lot of things fell to the wayside, you know, and I became the boss lady. Wake up, leather. So um, yeah, I, it's the first time I wrote everything from start to finish. I was a little nervous saying to Vinny, holy fuck, can I write a metal song? So th that's where it comes from. The whole record is about the first single, Take Back Control. You know what? It's my talent, my shit, gathering it all together and dispersing it as I see fit. That's so inspiring. It's just tough. Music industry is rough. It has its ups and downs and its changes. Yeah, and you know, I know people always say that, and I have to be honest, you know, I never really broke huge. So when people say it's hard, um, yeah, I mean, it is hard, but it also depends on what your expectations are. And the, David Chastain had different expectations, so we hit those. Mine were always a little higher. Um, so, and again, I, I'm so blessed. I, I, please, I don't want to sound narcissistic, but I am so blessed. I've, I've had this conversation with Duro that we were a handful of the first, hate the gender bullshit, but a handful of those women that were doing in the 80s. So people have really held on to that. So I think that's the door that I've always had. People are like, oh, it's leather. Yeah, yeah, come on in. So, um, yes. I don't know. It hasn't sure it's hard but I've always been blessed kind of with these opportunities it's great though it's great that being a woman open open more doors than close them I feel like you were way way ahead of your time and I'm hoping that it's different now I'm hoping that that bullshit doesn't exist anymore and again I don't think that it existed then for me but Chastain and I have had a lot of conversations and since it was his band he I think he protected me from a lot of that so in my mind when we didn't get a tour, we didn't get it. We just weren't what they were looking for at that time. It was not because of the girly, girly thing. I know. Yeah. I realized after Chessian and I split up, then some of the bullshit came my way when I would meet with labels and they wanted me to be this sexual thing. Um, I, I think, and I have nothing against it. If that's who you are, go, baby, go. I'm a tomboy dude. I'm a Hatfield and sneakers, you know, and I always used to say, yeah, what was it? Doro back then, Ford back then, these beautiful women. I was not that beautiful woman. And it used to freaking piss me off in the nineties when I was trying to do something that, yeah. uh, you know, it got thrown in my face, but again, it had a lot to do with my lack of, um, 
intelligence at that time. I think I could have played it differently. Now I know. Now I got it. Now I got it. It's cool to be armed with all of this knowledge. I mean, the advantage of having that career experience is now when you want to take control and take the reins and kick some serious ass on this record, it's working. It's already getting super well received. It sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just heard the one song, the Take Back Control. But <laughs> I, I was like, I, I I, loved it. I was like, this is this is the shit. Your vocals, but mostly your vocals are the thing. And we're here, you know, the Voice Hacks podcast. We talk a lot about vocals, not just vocals and the careers of vocalists, but, you know, metal singers, very metal singer focused. You have some of the best aggressive vocals in sort of melodic metal with the drives and the heat you're, and the distortion. You're awesome for saying that thank you so much i i just do it i i can remember i went to college and again i say that loosely and it's like oh i want to sing i want to be in musical theater and i can remember being on stage one time and they said be a tree and make the sound that a tree makes and i was going what <laughs> fuck but i needed a i needed aggression but i didn't know what to do and and then I started singing these cover bands. And again, no disrespect. Oh my God, Benatar, amazing. Heart, freaking amazing. But that's what I was singing. And my guitar player at that time said, let's try to do Joplin. Let's try to do Bon Scott. And I was like, ah. And I could not do it. But I, ah, I was like, ah, that's where, that's where it is. That it, it just, it's the only way I have to express myself, you know. That is sweet. And so it's just become sort of natural, just kind of from your own soul and experimentation that you kind of fell in. Yeah, and I got to tell you, sometimes I feel a little less than because there's people that they do vocal, they give vocal lessons and they say this. And I read some metal vocalist the other day. They were saying, oh, what form do you do? And she had all these, oh, well, when I'm doing the drop, I don't have those forms i can't tell you how to do it or it just it just comes out of me i i have no scientific or educational where where it comes from i i just you know i hear music and i just go so i'm really very basic very basic no but it's incredible it's it's a wonderful good sound it's it, it is really awesome and the from like my perspective as someone who's like got to teach people to do those things it's the people it doesn't come naturally to people like you don't need people like me because it came naturally to you you know yeah what would anybody teach you you're just doing it and that does happen sometimes with vocals that's what's interesting about vocals we can learn a lot of things but also there's a a lot of people out there where it did come naturally for them in the right place, right. you know, that sounds right. good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you've got fantastic tones. I mean, it sounds awesome. And the distorted vocals is just like badass, you know what Thank I mean? Thank you so much. You know, you're making me think. I had a, I said to my mom one time when I was little, I want to take a vocal lesson. She goes, oh, you know, my name's Kath, Kathy. She goes, okay, Kathy. So she dropped me off with this woman with a piano player. Jesus, I was in seventh grade. And she said, what do you want to do? Because I was singing in church, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I want to be better than Annie Wilson. And she said to me, you will never be better than anybody. Your job is look in the mirror, pull out your fucking hairbrush and find out who you are. And that stuck with me. Wow. Wasn't that incredible? She's like, you'll never be better than her. You are not her. Uh, that, that blew my mind in seventh grade. Blew my mind. Yeah. I love that. This is kind of why... 
I love this podcast because we get to hear these motivational perspectives like that. A lot of people listening are people who watch my channels and things that are trying to learn how to do the things you do, uh, how to learn how to have a career, how to learn how to make the vocals, how to learn like how to become a vocalist. And I think that's so important. There's so much comparison now. What you just said hits home. I know. I, I haven't thought about that in like a hundred years. That's so funny. That's so great. <laughs> Thank you. Good so when yeah. you recorded vocals for the album here, what's your process with that? Did you do that? Did you go into a studio with somebody? Did you do it at home because it was a pandemic? No, I went to Hertz Studios in Poland, the land of behemoth and hate invader. I go to the extreme Bolestok, I think, Poland. They, look, look, look. When we did Letter 2, it was done very, very quickly, blah, 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 blah. And that's when Vinny Tex and I kind of started really having this musical relationship. Amazing songwriter, undiscovered, nobody knows him, he lives in Brazil. So he kind of said to me, hey, you know, I think we, we should redo some of this stuff. So we were on tour, and he had recorded here, he's been, he's from Extreme Metal, he was like, and he called them up, and they said, yeah, 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 come on in, mother of God. They were the only people that have ever said to me, I think you could do that dirtier. Can we do that a little bit? And, 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 and I hadn't been in a studio since Jesus, ruler of the wasteland. It's amazing. This huge freaking room. They are unbelievable. And again, they come from a really extreme metal place. I don't do extreme metal, but extreme metal has my freaking heart. I love that stuff. So the way they yeah. taught me, the way they treated me, I said, I am never, never leaving again. So, yeah, I recorded Vinny and Braulio. I used the drummer from Leather 2. They did the drum tracks in, in, in Brazil, and we did everything. And um, Vinny played all guitars, bass, and all the vocals were done. Hurt Studio, Poland amazing amazing metal place that's so cool and see that's huge though if you don't have people on your back you know like like really excited about what you're doing it, it is hard to do our art you need you know you need that encouragement you need to that, have that feedback yes you know that's, that's really interesting that you said that because and again I, Chastain is the only reason I'm here but we kind of had a different relationship I would just go in and yeah yeah okay okay yeah, I need I need someone to pat me on the back. And, and Vinny Tex is, like I said, he's just younger and he doesn't have the jaded personality that a lot of us, you know, states people have. And he's just so enthusiastic. And yeah, and they were just amazing to me. They're always just, you know, throwing roses at my feet. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But that's what you need, though. You know, you need the yeah, team that has I your did. back. You know? I did. Yeah. It lights the fire under our asses, basically, exactly. you know? Exactly, yeah. And, and again, it's amazing talking. You made me realize that, I mean, I was like the freaking queen there. I walked into that studio and boom, go, babe, you got it. I mean, yeah, it was great. It was great. That's something I didn't really understand earlier on, too, in with my metal singing and stuff. I started to realize that now, though, how important that is, that the people that you're working with are are, like, really stoked about being with you, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When you were recording in the studio, is there a method to your madness? Do you record long sessions? Are you doing shorter things over a long period of time? Do you warm up? Do you have teas? Like you have no, I, I do not warm up ever. It was funny. I had that count with Dio. You said whatever, whatever. No, I don't warm up. I do not sing in the morning. Anyone who sings, we know that. Um, I, I do. And, and, and again, I was blessed to be able to do a song a day. 
I sing three to four hours. And, and we were so prepared. I got to tell you, because of COVID, these songs are so ingrained in my freaking head. Every part, every, bleh, very ingrained. So yeah, I did a song a day. Um, took my, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. And I don't really like singing more than five hours a day. If I have to, I will. You know, back in the Chastain days, what, we had 100 hours to do everything. And again, now I could make my own schedule. So a song a day, I would sing probably from one to four. Could be a bit. That's actually pretty intense, I think. That's a long period to be singing. Is it? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm always trying to get people to break it up a little bit more. I think that's just because I'm like the vocal coach. So I'm, I'm trying to always, I'm going more conservative with people, you know? But yeah. but if you're not going hoarse and you're you're fine with it, then yeah. that's fine. You know, like, yeah. 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 Like, the vocals yeah. sound fantastic, obviously. Like, it's going great for you. you. But yeah, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> that's a long period. That's great. When you writing this stuff do you does Vinny write instrumentals send them to you do you write some of the stuff you said you were writing like all the vocal lines start to finish everything like that you play guitar are you formatting any of the songs no I don't I only play my voice he would send me pieces of music and I would say yeah let's work on that little tidbits um of his guitar and I'm a vocalist it really I can write lyrics to till the cows come home but as soon as I hear a guitar it all changes so he would send me music and then no matter how short, whether it was a minute, whether it was 20 seconds or three minutes, and we would start working on um, melodies from there. But I must tell you, he, he is freaking amazing with melodies. So yeah, we would just go back and forth. And again, I value him so much. And this is something else I always want to say to singers. It, you, I'm sure you say this, you need not be afraid to suck. It's okay. I would send him, I'd send him stuff and he would be like, ha, ah, nice key. You know, don't be afraid to suck. That's how you create. That's how you, you know, and I'm like, look, you can't tune my voice. So yeah, we would, we would go back and forth. It is, it's interesting. If he, if he didn't respond right away, I knew that he hated it. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. He would either be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Or I wouldn't hear from him for two hours. <laughs> But and I, you'd I be like, okay, important. well, like that's important. You you're gonna suck. That's why you that's why you write. That's why you practice. You're gonna suck. It's okay. It's okay. It's funny. It's funny. I listen to the complete songs now and I listen to some of the demos. I'm like, oh my god, burn that shit, you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is, uh, you're writing. Those aren't the ones. Yeah. Demos are demos. Yeah. You know, they're not the album and tracks. I and you, I, I was kind of like, I, I remember Ozzy Osbourne, I'll be saying, with Chastain, he basically wrote, he would present it to me. He would give me some lee room, but it was his, his like, I would learn, I would go in and sing it and go, bye. So you don't know the freaking process. I never really wrote like this. It every, you know, it changes every day, every day. Yeah. I think when we have the opportunity to write our own vocals, it's nicer because you kind of, kind of customize it to your strengths and your feelings and all of that. Do you feel like you've had an opportunity to do that? I do. I do. And again, this is a, a, not an argument, a conversation I have with Vinny all the time. He's so into like where I'm, of course, back in the 80s, it was like, I like kind of that straining thing. And he was always like, oh, no, let's do your strength. So, you know, I want to do it. And it's like, look, as a vocalist, you, uh, I don't know, I love the straining sound. I like the, oh, when, you, oh, when you really have to push it. 
So he kind of didn't understand that. Like, we can't play it. We don't play. Well, vocalists don't do that. We hear it. We will do it. You know? So, so right? So, and also, yeah. too, there is a double-edged sword between, like, customizing things. Because if you don't, if you make it too comfortable, like you said, you lose exactly. that edge. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a there's a fine line between finding an edge that sounds exciting and yes. and, and and so the, but not so hard that when you're on tour, you're like, dear God, why Thank did you. I do this? Thank you. That's what I was going <laughs> to say to him. That's what I heard from the vocal coach. Yeah, you don't want to. Re- I'm like, dude, that's so boring. Oh, but you sound so good. It's boring. We need to reach. I need to be reaching. But you're also right. When we get on the road, you're like, why the fuck did I write that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm on night number seven. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. It's a fine, double-edged sword, a fine line. So when you were coming up with your own lyrics and, you know, the uh, concepts for the, are there any overarching themes for the new Leather album, lyrically? Baby, it's all, like I said, we take back control. People walked away from me. People wrote me off. It's it's all about that. In, in, in a positive way, though. I'm taking yeah. control. I did, this is me. I'm the one with the talent. I'm the lead. Yeah. It's just about really finding yourself. And, and I, I kind of tend to like, um, you know, uh, you know, I always think about the world when it was pure witchcraft and the sun and the moon and the, when things were different and we didn't need scientific facts. So I kind of tend to go back into that, that type period. But um, where the chosen is about that. It's always about a message that I got from Dio. It's just about, um, I guess you fear it kind of stuff. I don't know. But you just just being positive, finding who the hell you are. It took me a long time to realize to realize how strong I was. That's all it's about. Yeah. Figure yourself out. Don't be afraid and go, okay, see you later. And take it back. Take it back. It's a super inspiring record. That is great. I love that. I think people need that right now. I think coming out of the pandemic, people are still a little sad, you know, having yes, like a post- and, and again, I, I I love the Chastain stuff. Oh my God, he's the reason why I'm here. But, you know, that wasn't really who I was. Um, And I loved his writing, but, you know, I never really got to express myself. That was David Chastain expressing himself. So this is a really important record for me. It's like, look out, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I can really feel that from the first single. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was the first song we wrote. That was the first song we wrote. Are you going to do any um, touring? Do you have any uh, live plans to kind of support the album? Every day. I am talking to so many people. That's all I want to do. I just want to. Yeah, I I love the road. I love not knowing where I am. I love that talking for the day because I have to hit the notes. Um, Yeah, I love it. I love when I get on stage and there's no, you know, there's no monitors and I step on my headset and break it. I mean, I love it. I love it so much. I love it. I love it when I do a show and meet and greets and it's three o'clock and I have to leave in 20 minutes to get on a flight. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you're talking about touring vocal stuff and you said you're trying not to talk too much during the day, but you still don't really have like a warm up routine, but you, you do limit your talking. I do. I shut up because I realize most of the things I say are very unimportant. And my Brazilian band, they speak Portuguese. I'm good. I don't know what the fuck they're saying anyway. I am so in love with Brazil. I'm, I'm actually leaving. I if you can see, I'm leaving in uh, five days to go do the video. I'm going to Rio. Oh, you're going to go to film a video in Rio? How awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a video that's coming out after 
probably around after the album comes well, out. Well, we have we have another lyric video that's going to be out on the 23rd of this month, mm-hmm. I believe, called Who Rules the World. And then the uh, for the title track, We're the Chosen, I'm going to do this huge, big thing. That's what I'm going down there for. That'll come out with the record probably in, the, in November. I think it's going to do really good, just judging by... I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Judging by everything I've seen so far, one thing is really weird that, and I think you'll be able to understand this, uh, you know, again, just being an American doing metal, because um, it's different, right? It's significantly, as you noticed, significantly more popular in South America, Japan, Europe, etc. Yeah. And we've had a, a different scene where it's kind of pushed more underground for years here and but what blows my mind is you know I used to do the melodic power metal type stuff and 15 years ago 20 years ago so it's very not popular here like at all like huge arena filling bands like uh I toured with Ed Guy once here like in an opening band for them overseas they're huge here uh-huh. like we were playing to 50 people sometimes you know and now the tides have massively turned the tours I've done the last five years in that genre the type of music that you're doing I mean it's completely different now and some of those bands are like filling the house in here in North America and and you see like Power Wolf is coming here for the first time ever. Some of these bands like Beast in Black, these melodic power metal bands, are coming from Europe here now. Right. Are they? And, oh, and, yeah, and it's honestly been a super shock to me. But I think given that, the tide has really changed. And I think it's a great time for what you're doing. I really do. It's really strange because that was never the case here before. So it was more- Well, I think it was, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. The tide obviously turns and you're making me think, when I met Cobra a few years back, she's like, we, we, that's just the direction that we want to go in, you know? I don't know. I have no... Where's Powerwolf from? Where are they from? They're from Germany. They're, like, enormous in Germany. Like, an enormous melodic metal band. And, and you, again, you know how much I love Ronnie. He did an interview one time, and he said it was heartbreaking. Everything that I've done in my career in the U.S. has turned into the land of American Idol. I don't know. Are we, we're just bait. I don't know. We aren't, we aren't that deep. We aren't that, you know, metal is so deep rooted in Viking and medieval. And I don't know. I don't have the answer. And again, I never really broke, but um, Jesus, I mean, in the, that's why we kind of stopped in the late eighties. We were selling out like Lemoore's. What was it? Like 1200 seaters, Bogart's 1200 seaters. And then, yeah. And then you play for 50 people and I go down to Brazil in 2014 by myself and there's 600 people. Yeah, I, it's bizarre. I'm not sure. Well, you're uh, you're a legendary vocalist. Don't I mean that 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 is carried on. You know, I, you know? I, I, I appreciate that so much, really sincerely. But I think that word is thrown around. Legendary is for Ronnie Dio. Legendary is for Dickinson. I am not legendary. I'm just a person that came out at the right time, and I'm a good singer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I. If I was legendary, I wouldn't be begging people for tours. Well, you know, what's cool about the metal scene, though, is this is what I think, like, Dio maybe didn't get a chance to see because he was from a different era of the music scene, like all 100% 20th century, you know, really. Yes. You know, a little bit in the 21st, but he didn't get to live like the 21st century musician, which you're basically experiencing both at this point. And the cool thing about the metal in 2022 and stuff is it's its own scene and it's itself sustaining scene and, and filling 1200 seats is quite good for metal, at least here in the States, you know, yeah. and then we go yeah. to overseas to countries where it is more popular and we get to enjoy that. You know, it's kind of nice though. You can go to the grocery store. 
<laughs> when I went to do kit, when I came back with sledge leather, which was not a good 2011. Oh my God. And now we are kit. 4,000 screaming mother freaking melons. I was like, why do I not live here? I mean, you know, I am considering moving to Europe because I could be playing all the time. I, I really kind of think about that at this point in my life, getting out of the U.S. It's not a bad idea, especially, again, for metal career, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, I can see the appeal of that, and uh, I think Europe's just going to embrace you really heavily, especially, again, because, like, right now, the melodic metal stuff is just peaking like crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it really it's, is. The circle is unbroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. cool. And you keep mentioning Dio. Uh, did you see the new documentary? I did. Mm -hmm. I bawled like a fucking baby. I saw it. I saw it last week. Yeah, you know, Dio... Dio's the only reason I sing metal. When I moved to California, which by the way, I was telling everyone it was 83. I'm looking back, I think it was 80, 81. Anyway, when I went to audition for that band Rude Girl... I was, I came from upstate New York. I'm a farm girl. I listened to Stevie Nicks and Boston and, you know, these arena bands. And then I, and actually for my audition, I did the Hearts version of Rock and Roll. So they also looked at me and said, do you know who Bon Scott is? So they wanted me to try to sing that way. I was introduced to Ronnie at that point. And the impact that it had on my fucking soul I just wanted to, I, we, we just started rehearsing every night. You talk about blowout every night for a year. I'm like, I, that's what I wanted to do. And then I was so blessed enough to meet him and hang out several times. I don't know. Maybe I knew him in another life getting all less terrible, but he, he had such an impact on me. I kind of, something in this life off of uh, shockwaves I wrote about him because when I stopped shaking, I looked at him one time and I said, look, I'm just this little fan girl, but do you realize what you do for people? I'm trying to, I mean, your whole existence, you're like a king, you know? And he looked at me, excuse me, and he said, listen to me. He goes, you are good enough. It's inside of you. He goes, you will accomplish it. And that's what he said. Was it something in this life that you will accomplish as you grow? Keep doing it. Don't, and that stuck with me for fucking ever. I walked onto his bus one time and it was cassette cassettes and the thing. And it was me. And he goes, Who, who's this? Who's this? Yeah. I mean, he, wow. He, I, I don't know. His voice just is still, it just moves me. But that documentary, I thought was really great. I mean, it is. He's one of the most moving, inspiring people of all time. And if anything, his career shows us, you know, uh, there was that moment in the documentary where Sebastian Bach was like, one of his best songs was like one of his absolute last songs, you know, yeah. and he, Yes. The epitome of yes. keep going, keep picking yourself up. He just picked himself up. Yeah, and there was something just about, it was about his phrasing and his, and Vinny just really helped me with that because Vinny knows, it's like, fuck. Because I, I have this torment that goes on in my head. I fucking love extreme metal. I love fucking Arch Enemy. I love fucking Lamb of God and Ginger. And I go, but he's like, but that's not you. You don't do that. So, but I'm like, oh, but, you know, I listen to Ronnie and I go, why do I even do this? I, his words and his phrasing, and like I said, many texts really helped me with that. It's just amazing how he told the story. Um, and of course, we have the same Catholicism 
curse going on. You oh, know? yes. Did you get an upgrade? Oh, oh, oh yes. God. Oh, yes. That's so great for metal, uh, right? Yeah, but my husband and I both were metalheads in Catholic school, and <laughs> this oh. is where we are now. This is why we're in metal bands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I was long after school, so, so that's always great fodder. But, you know, I mean, he just, he was just amazing to me. And um, Dickinson, I thought, to me it was Dio Dickinson and Tate. Um, yeah. I also had the, the blessing of knowing Jeff Tate a bit. I never got near Dickinson, but, and again, I don't ever, and I, you know, we get thrown into that. Oh, I just did an interview. Oh, who are the women from the eighties that inspired you? Nobody. I mean, it's just, I wanted to be a dude. I wanted to freaking be a God, be as good as a goddamn fucking dude. That's all I wanted to do. Ever. I mean, in the 80s, you guys were the ones who essentially invented that. So, like, yeah, like you mentioned some rock vocalists, like your Benatars, your Ann Wilsons, but this is not metal. This is totally different from no. what you and Doro, no. you know. And I, there was Doro, and I knew Debbie from Sentinel Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Betsy Bitch, I think she was the first one to get signed with her goofy sexual stuff, right? Um, and Anne Boylene, I mean, I think she was out before anybody, right? Yeah. And then uh, there's Anne doing her, the musician that she was. There's Lee Aaron, um, but I think that's more of the same time as you guys. I don't know if Lee Aaron was more rock or metal. Well, she metal queen. And then where'd she go? Yeah, but whatever. amazing, amazing. But then, again, then it was a big deal. People went, oh my God, oh my God. So, look, we just wanted to do metal. We just wanted to be in rock bands. And that's what we wanted to do, you know, but I kind of got stuck in that because those women were gorgeous. And it's like, oh, my God, they all wanted me to do the sex. I'm like, I'm not a sex. You're mom. gorgeous, too. You look amazing and you're badass. But it was different. Back. It was different. Yeah, I understand. Back then, there wasn't quite like the badass female metal musician the way there is now, where we have a lot yeah. more of the yeah. the badass is cool. That's what I love. I love about the extreme metal girls. Mm-hmm. There ain't no sex going on with them. Maybe Elisa just showed her abdomen. They don't fuck around. Yeah, but that's more like, you know, men get to have their shirt off. Let's just say this all the time. So, you know. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, I've also known a lot of, I I knew Sebastian Bach back in the day, too. And he said, it's no different. He goes, I happen to be cute. So I think Brett Michaels, they got the same thing. They got the same thing. Absolutely. The same they were like in posters yeah, yeah. and, oh, yeah, yeah. just as much. They, yeah. So Seb used to say to me, I don't want to fucking do that cream parade or bullshit. So I think it was both ways. Yeah. So when we're talking about, you know, inspiring metal vocalists, you obviously drew a lot of inspiration from Dio. And I'm talking to some of the vocalists that are listening to this, aspiring to be more like you or to be a metal vocalist, period. What are the biggest things that you think they should focus on and versus not focus on? Like, don't worry about this. Focus on this. Don't, don't, don't try to be famous. Don't try to look good. Get into a studio. Record yourself. Oh, my God. Record, record, record. However, to hear yourself, to find out what you because, oh, my God, I was out drinking and singing all the time in the 80s i thought it was phenomenal and then somebody started taping me yeah just in just listen to listen to everybody listen to everybody's suggestions but don't worry about the the outside the outside and i have a lot of women no a lot of people that say oh we want to do what you do then they come into the studio with me and they see what they don't understand the hard work you know the hard work mother of god 
what do you do on the road? I don't know how people party on the road. Say, oh, the 80s must have been amazing. You know what? I slept, I drank water, and I ran stairs. That, that's all I did. I mean, you have to come from a place of work, right? And you'll find out if you love it. Oh, my God, it's so not glamorous. So, again, I'm going off, but get into a rehearsal studio and sing and sing and sing and sing. If you want to do something that doesn't come natural to you, work at it. I mean, it's just get rid of all this bullshit. You know, put a bag in your head. You know, keep your clothes on, mother of God. And I'm going, oh, my God, is this is what young girls are valuing their life on? What Kim Kardashian looks like? Oh, my God, don't do that to yourself. You are beautiful if you're a fucking paper bag head. Just, and this is the beauty that I always find. Find your beauty right here, right here. Your vocal cords are your beauty and your worth. That's all. That's all. A look will take somebody so far, but like ultimately if they can't sing or whatever, like it's like as soon as they open their mouth, the illusion is gone. So it's not. And then again, you know, but yeah, find that first. And I don't know. It's a. <laughs> A stupid thing that I have, and people are tired of hearing about it. Maybe it's because I've never been the hot girl. It's just, it's so unexciting. The cleavage and the ass. We all got pussies. Can you sing? Give me a, can you sing, motherfucker? I don't know. And I know, I know it's held, I, I know it's held me back. In the 80s, it totally held me back. I don't care. I don't care. I was not going to sell out. I couldn't do the freaking boosty. Come on, man. It's funny. I did a show when I did a show one time with Justin and I slipped my hair back and I put on these, um, of course we all were spent these high, high thigh boots and all this makeup. And I went on and they were like, why? The audience was like, why? And I'm like, thank you. It was such a joke. They're like, where are your high tops? Jesse? Just be who you are. Just be true to yourself. Yeah. Just be true to it. And it takes you years to find that out. Years and years. Don't try to be me. Don't try to be Dio. Just go in and let it rip, baby. Close your eyes and feel your soul, right? That's really where it has to come down to. It has to be genuine. And I think you looked gorgeous and badass in the 80s, but I'm not, you know, I get where the corporations, like that was the height of corporate music. You know what somebody said to me one time? I'm not going to say any labels. They don't exist anymore. We had a guy that was courting us. And I had a fucking A&R guy say to me, you are a great singer, but when guys walk in and look at you, they don't want to fuck you. What? Somebody said that to me. Yeah. And I was like, and? Some executive said that to me one time. That's crazy. They don't want to fuck you. And I'm like, and? Yeah, isn't it brutal? Yeah, that was the 80s, my friend, because I was a brunette, not a blonde, but it, I, it was okay. It made me better. It made me better. But I thought it was hysterical. Well, this is cracked up. This has been the crux of being an entertainer for, you know, it's really tough. Of it's, course, of course. It's, it's really tough the things people say to you and the things that'll stick in your memory, you know, but it's badass though that like what's cool again about the 21st century and sort of like the metal scene isolating itself now, not being as like corporate dependent is it's more true to itself. So you get to just be badass and be you without any expectations. Well, you're right. I got, I got to go into the studio and I I can't imagine like these pop singers go in and I used to know Mickey Thompson from. Yes. Yeah. And, and he, I would, I go, he, I said, oh, can I go into the studio and see what it's like? Dude, literally he had five, Jane, when he did, he had five producers telling him how to sing that. Wow. I, I couldn't even be in the, I, I, I would not, I could not exist in that world. Somebody, t- it's bad enough with Vinny. 
Yeah, it, it was tough. Those pop singers, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but that's, no, here it changed hard. Five producers. No, I uh, I get it, and I've seen some of it. Because sometimes, as a vocal coach, people will want me to go in the studio. Be, oh, yeah? Oh, be one great. of those, that's like, great. five people. Uh, but I'm not, I don't work for the record label, you know? I am a vocal coach. I have their best interests, and not so much the... the you're coming from our soul. That yeah. Soul. yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard and you're just like, man, this is a whole thing. Sometimes it's good. And, and that's exactly what they needed was more structure because they're younger or something. But sometimes it's just like too much, you know, too well, many cooks really, in the kitchen. I really respect what you do. I personally never done it. Um, but I really respect what you do. You know, you have to probably crush some dreams sometimes, right? I try really, really hard to find a way to be honest with people without discouraging them. Because I believe that it's like an instrument and if you have the right information somebody's giving you some good exercises in the style you you were working on you know then so you, you can think, you think get it can better. be learned you think you can yes. learn to be able okay yes yes okay. and but there are also people like you who are just natural vocalists just like an athlete i equate it to that like like you've got athletes there's always the kid in gym class who's like just the most phenomenal Right. whatever and then there's the rest of us yeah <laughs> and the rest of us could get the strength to climb the rope but maybe we're gonna have to like work out a lot before we get to the kid who just automatically climbed the rope so it's like that in singing well that, that's very interesting to me that you uh, that you can well yeah you can learn how to play but you can so that's interesting that you can learn to be a good vocalist that's interesting you'd be surprised i've taken some people from zero to going to college for singing and stuff so right it's you know, but, you know, it's just like anything else. You can learn how to do it. You can learn how to be people who have a natural thing like yourself or like a Dio. What what uh, ends up happening there, though, is the, the only, only crux to learning it is the temptation to be like someone else, you know, uh, and you guys, uh, it's easier for you to be a little true yes. to yourself. And I thank you. The, I always say the powers that be. I mean, it's, you know, it's the one thing that I can kind of do. And when I went away for a long time and we lost Ronnie. Um, in 11, uh, whenever we did, I, I can remember I was at his services and I just walked out into this amazing, amazing cemetery where he is in LA, just going, what a fucking loser you are. It's the only thing that I can kind of do. I was ashamed. That's when I got back into it. I was so ashamed of myself. So ashamed. So the, the Ronnie James Dio's passing was a bit of a catalyst of you ending your hiatus from the music industry that was the only re that, was, uh, that was the only reason yeah i had to do it and we are the chosen is kind of about that it will be in the video he in the documentary he believed that we were messengers passing it on in some of the conversations i had with him i was just like oh my god that's my job you know i love this music wow. so much that's my job yeah, yeah, that it was. That was it. That was all it. I was in the studio the next week, going, "I am a fucking loser. What am I doing? You know, how many people are blessed from wherever? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I did. I did. I did it for him. I felt like, in, in like I said, all the time I saw him, and I actually found something that he signed for me. That's what he always said to me. He always used to say, "You're good enough. Shut up. What? Who are you listening to? Get that person up the yeah, yeah. And my friend Larry from Vicious Rumors lives down the street here, and he said the same thing. He goes, Ronnie used to look at us and go, take what I've done and do it better. I mean, he was just a, 
a catalyst. So anyway, that's that's why I got back into it. Yeah, I did it for him. Well, because I was going to ask you about that because you took a couple decades off and then you got back in it, and that's right around the time. So that's amazing. That's that's so inspirational. That's so inspirational. I didn't. I, I kind of didn't want to talk about it for a while because everyone was riding his shirt. I just. I didn't want to do that to him. But I mean, now it's, it's kind of out. Yeah. That, that's why I did it. That's why I came back. Well, and um, he's a profoundly inspirational person who you actually had the opportunity to know uh, in real life. I mean, that's very unique. A lot of people. Uh, yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. As far as the new album goes. I bet I, I pictured you right away when I was hearing it. I was like, this is going to be on some European festivals. I, f- I picture it in the big melodic metal festivals. Does that interest you at all? It's going over there and be doing the big fests. Oh, yes. Yes. And like I said, I, I have this thing about people with, oh, but you are with Justin. Oh, I am pushing. Oh, my God. Put me on the road. Yeah. I'm talking to a guy. Uh, I'm talking to so many people right now. I spend my days talking to book- booking agents. That's all I want to do. This record is so fucking. Wait, I'll probably send it to you. But it, it, this, this is a festival record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my stepping out. I know. I was like listening to this. I was like, this is this belongs on these European metal festivals. Like, no question yeah. about it. But, you know, it's shocking to me, like I said, to see the melodic metal peaking. But, you know, we're kind of at this age where the trends are not like changing by the decade anymore the way they used to. And now it's just like metal does this, rock does that, pop does that. So now it's like this melodic metal stuff is huge. I mean, it's so freaking cool. It's so amazing. So And I love it. All these festivals are so eclectic now because people just want to see music, right? I mean, there's so many. It's unbelievable. Who yeah. uh, is there anybody that you're currently listening to a lot? Uh, any bands that you're kind of jamming on recently that? Freaking I love Deceiver. This arch enemy, I love arch enemy, her. my jam. Yeah, I love her so much. And I, you know, I listen to. I mean, I have you know, uh, Lamb, the latest Lamb of God. Uh, so pa- good, Pantera. I was also late to Pantera. Anything, pa- yeah, yeah. I really, really like extreme metal. Um, Trips of Doom uh, from Brazil, which that guy did all my artwork, Marcelo Vasco. Yeah, yeah I can't get enough of it. Well, it's interesting because you've done this th- a few times now where you do the, ah, you do the growls. And I'm like, man, you're actually damn good at those. <laughs> I, I would do them. I would do them. In the st- but, you know, I, I know that I can't come up with that kind of record. And I mean, th- they're in such a slipknot. Oh, my God, I love them all. I love extremes. And when I came out, what I was doing was extreme. So yes. the, the, the aggression, I mean, like, ugh, yes, the aggression to me is Amazing. We should be getting it out on stage and out toward each other. But I love the aggression so much. I mean, Lamb of God, freaking Randy. How he pronu- he does a Cookie Monster, and you can hear every fucking pronunciation. I love it. I love it so much. He also is always blows my mind how in shape he is. He does these stage jumps that make Amazing. me feel like uh, every time I see him, I'm like, I need to work out. <laughs> Well, you know, when I got to tell you, that's when I'm in the best shape of my life when you're on the road all the time. But of course, I obviously listen to 80s stuff, huge maiden deal, but you know, you know these extreme people. Um, but you know, I also like, you know, I, I just listen to, I love metal music, whatever kind. I listen to Hair Nation and then I mean Trivium and um, God, what's, I can't think of that band. Or, um, um, there, anyway, there's so many, they're such great songwriters. And now that I'm actually writing songs, I listen to it. I was telling Vinny Tex, my guy, that he's ruined it for me. 
I can't just listen to a song. Now I listen to the bass line and the drum beat. And it's like, you've blown it all for me, you know? He sounds amazing. That's so fortunate that he you found is. these awesome people. He's freaking amazing. He's in his 30s. He's a freaking baby. He's actually going to do the Paldiano tour down in Brazil in, in, uh, in January. Oh, sick. Yeah, he, he's done so much for me. And again, he's just, they're from a different time. They're just so supportive, you know, and, you know, they just feed, feed your ego. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it does matter, like where in the world we're doing our music, um, you know. Yeah. So, and we got to lean into the audiences that are ultra receptive, you know. Yeah. Go to where they want us, you oh, know. I lean in. I'm, I'm one of those vocalists. If I say that you don't like me, I'm gonna sit right in front of you, motherfucker, and sing in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like me? Come here. Yeah. That's amazing. I love, I love that. That's such a great yeah. attitude. Yeah. I love fucking with people. What, what do I have to be afraid of? Here, you know, I love when people put you down. Here, give them a microphone and you, what can you do? You know, I have no problem with, I have an ego when it comes to that. Just like you, what are you going to do? Oh, really? But if you don't like me, I'm right in front of you. That's amazing. I like that though, but that's, that's the spirit of metal, isn't it? You know, like- it is, it is. Cause you'll get them. You'll get them eventually. Yeah. Yeah. This is so great. It's uh, been amazing talking to you. Um, thank, thank you, you. so Same. much for being thank you so much for being on the podcast i found it really really inspirational and everybody you got to check out leather leone's new album leather coming out november november 25th called we are the chosen and spv steam hammer leather's new album we we are the chosen oh i'm so excited and then like if people wanted to follow you on the social media, where would they, or do you have a website they can yeah, go to? Just go to leatherleone.com and it all pops up. My Instagram, my Facebook, my website. Yeah. Leatherleone.com. Awesome. And Vinny, texts, and Vinny texts the same thing. Vinny texts, put him in and he'll pop up everywhere also. And when you're saying text, it's T-E-X? T-E-X, baby. The man from Brazil. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Vinny texts. Well, I'll make sure to have everybody follow. Great. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of the Voice Hacks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. 